0: you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike.
1: Turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. One of my favorite chapters in God's Word. Amazing stuff here. I hope that you will find it life-changing as we get into it. Have you guys ever... Been at odds with another Christian? Yeah, me either. No, it does. It happens from time to time, doesn't it? Where we, we find ourselves up against somebody. And, you know, I, I mean, am I wrong to expect that every Christian should do the right thing? That they should keep their word? That they should, they should tell the truth? That they should be responsible? They shouldn't flake out? They should act like a Christian should act all the time, right? Right? But when I'm the one that's dropping the ball, they should act like a Christian and accept me with grace. (laughs) And therein lies the problem, right? Oh boy. The, The things we go through. And that's why Jesus would say, Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. It's like Jesse was preaching last week, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy, right? And as we're merciful with each other, as we treat others as we would want to be treated, showing grace, showing patience, showing all those things. And, and, and I get it. You know, I think that, that we should do our best as Christians to be the best that we can be, to obey the word, to be, you know, honest and forthright and all those things and there's nothing more pleasing to a father to come into a home you know when I come into my home and I have six kids so there's a dynamic there and to see them all playing together all getting along all sharing all smiling and laughing and enjoying themselves as they should but then sometimes I walk into situations where there's blaming there's tattling there's accusing there's pure spite and malice (sighs) <sighs> but that's enough about church people. Yeah. Oh, you thought I was still talking about my kids. Yeah, no, they do that too. No, church people aren't always like that. But, but of of these letters, as Paul writes this, it's it's one of those, those things that he's going to deal with here in this section is so important for us. So if you're able, will you stand with me? My goodness, falling apart up here. You know, I left my coffee back there on the sound booth my lovely assistant Roger will bring it to me (laughs) okay let's go ahead and read this oh Larry's gonna bring it Larry's lovely too I'll I'll just thank you sir you're welcome all right okay Philippians chapter 4 therefore, my beloved and long for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord beloved. I implore Yodia and I implore Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel with Clement also and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and you heard and saw in me, do, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. And Father, we thank you for this portion of scripture, Lord, as we go down this road, Lord, and look at these things that we would try to apply to our lives. Lord, I pray that you would give us supernatural understanding, that you would speak to us by your spirit, and that you transform our hearts, Lord, as we just wait on you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. And so Philippians chapter 4, we're kind of coming to a a close of this epistle where Paul has been writing one of the most personal letters that he's written to any of the churches. And of course, personal because of the experiences Paul had with this church. And you remember it was the Macedonian call that, that as the Holy Spirit forbid Paul to go to plan A, Asia, right? And to plan B, Bithynia and now it's the holy spirit's telling him you know no come over here and help us as the macedonian man in paul's dream calls him over to the area of macedonia and so paul obeying that he- heavenly vision goes across the sea from troas to macedonia find himself in philippi where he meets a group of women who are meeting down by the river and meets a woman by the name of lydia seller of purple from thyatira And leads her to the Lord and her household. They get saved. And and the the church is is birthed there, and things are are going really well. And and Paul and Silas are going around, they're preaching the gospel, except for one little snag, and that was this little demon-possessed girl. She was possessed with the the, the Bible says the spirit of Python, the same demon that they ascribe to the Oracle of Delphi. And, And she was for telling the future, and and of course she was proclaiming at the top of her lungs. Here, these men are, are servants of the Most High God. You know they've come to show us the way of salvation. And, and Paul, it says, being annoyed. Now she was she was telling the truth. <laughs> you know sometimes when it's a, a fake news source, you don't want you know the truth being spoke by them about you, right? You know sometimes you just want to shut them up. So Paul just rebukes the demon, and it comes out, and then, of course. This made the, the owners of the little slave girl upset because they, they saw their loss in profit, and so they, they arrested Paul and Silas. They had them beaten, and they threw them into jail, put them in the deepest part of the prison, and fastened their, their feet in the stocks. And so here's Paul and Silas in the deepest part of the jail, in the darkest part of the jail. It's nighttime, and what are they doing? clanging their, their cups against the bar, saying, this is no fair, I want a lawyer, you know, hey. No, what were they doing? They were singing, singing songs, singing hymns to the Lord. And the other prisoners were listening to them. And the guard probably listening to them. And the, the song was so sweet, I guess, that it put him to sleep. But at the same time, it was so sweet that God was tapping his foot, And the earthquake happened and the doors swung open and the stocks fell off and the the guard woke up and he he looks and sees that the gates are open and he's like, oh no, my prisoners have escaped. I'm I'm improvising here because it doesn't tell us exactly what he was thinking, but we're guessing that he was thinking the prisoners have escaped. They're going to require my life. I might as well take it and hope that they believe that the prisoners killed me and escaped so that my wife and children will at least get survivors benefits. And so, when he's getting ready to thrust himself through with the sword, remember what happens. Something crazy happens. Paul yells out from the inner part of the prison, don't harm yourself, we're all here. And he immediately drops his sword and he runs in and falls down before them. He, he brings them out of the jail and he says to them, what must I do to be saved? And, and we speculate, what, was it the man's face? Was he the Macedonian man? Whoa. christmas decorations are falling down was he the macedonian man that that paul saw in his dream we don't know but anyway the guy took him home put food before him washed his stripes and he, he and his household believed and they were baptized and then of course the next day they were brought before the magistrates and they found out paul was a roman citizen and they said hey just leave quietly we know we've made a mistake Paul's like, heck, no, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. I'm staying right here as long as I want. And, and he goes to the house of Lydia, and they all gather together. The church gathers together, and they kind of have a prayer meeting. Paul imparts grace to them, and then they leave for Thessalonica, for Berea. And, and so an interesting and, and an amazing, miraculous planting of this church. You know, through adverse circumstances, through all these things. And this church was not they They weren't complacent about what Paul had done for them, and because of that, they would be one of paul's greatest supporters as as he went on his missionary journeys but But this specific chapter shows some serious personal connection with this church because he doesn't do this with any of his other general epistles to churches he doesn't name specific people but in this church he does and it kind of gives us an idea of Paul's connection with this church and and his love for this church that he would say the things that he says here in Philippians chapter 4 and so in verse 1 it says therefore my beloved and long for brethren my joy and crown so stand fast in the Lord beloved and I was I was thinking about this you know that he calls them his beloved, his, his longed-for brethren, his joy, his crown. You're the reason I do this. Is kind of what that means. You're, you're the reason I, I get up in the morning.
0: Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208 991